0: You're listening to the ESO network, your station for all things geek. Hold on to your hats. This is episode 50 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge. A place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem Hey folks, I'm your host, Sean Vanderloo. This is episode 50. Quite a momentous occasion. It's a special episode. Is it special? I think it's special. A lot of times, people get into podcasting and fade away. It's called pod fade. It's an actual thing where you get all excited and gung-ho to do a show. And it may go on for 5, 10, 12, 15, 20 episodes. And eventually it just ends. And so... If you reach 50, you're doing pretty good. Here we are, episode 50. It's very exciting. As I was coming up with different topics, ideas, looking back over previous episodes, I thought to myself, why don't I revisit an earlier episode and maybe give an update on it? So that's what we're going to do today. First, I wanted to mention the positive feedback that I've received for my interview with MetaTerra. Very exciting episode, longer than usual but I haven't had any complaints about it. And uh, I was talking to her, her again, and I just wanted to mention that she's excited to come back again in a later date to do some more episodes. Uh, she also told me she actually designs websites for people. That's one of her side projects, I guess. So if you're looking for a great website designer, look her up, go to her Facebook page, Mediterra or liveatantric.life. All those links are in episode 49. You can find her there. Not sure when she'll be back on the Soul Forge, but looking forward to talking to her again. 25 episodes ago, I did minimalism as a topic. I talked about my goals, uh, what minimalism is, how I learned about it, and so I figured that's what we will revisit on this week's episode. It seemed kind of fitting, minimalism 25 and minimalism 50, so here we go. Hey podcast fans, Spotify is making it easy for you to stream this podcast and many others like it on your mobile device, desktop app, and smart speaker. Open the app on your mobile device or desktop, click on the browser channel, then click on the podcast section. You'll be able to stay thoroughly entertained during your commute to work, your drive home, and your downtime, thanks to Spotify. If you haven't heard episode 25, what I essentially talked about was uh the documentary that i discovered on netflix uh, a little mo- more than a year ago now uh, it was uh what was it called it was called minimalism a documentary about the important things i believe that's what it's called and it, and it's, it should still be on netflix so who are the minimalists joshua fields milburn and ryan nicodemus and they have a podcast as well called The Minimalists and they have a blog and a website and they go on tour and they do a bunch of stuff. Last year, I just happened to catch their documentary and thought to myself, that uh, that seems like a, a worthy goal, minimalism. Just living a life that's uh, well curated, only bringing in the uh, things that have the most meaning to you and getting rid of the clutter. If you haven't watched the documentary, I highly recommend it. Uh, I, I listen to their podcast not every week. A lot of their uh, episodes say the same thing over and over again. They tell the same stories. It's it's very good. And they have, I don't know, probably uh, a million or two subscribers, which is awesome and a worthy goal. And I would love to have even 10% of what they have. But that's not the point. They have a lot of great messages, a lot of great stories. They just tell them over and over again. And I guess... That's what you have to do to get your point across. So check them out if you haven't. After watching the documentary, I thought to myself, I would like to become a minimalist. And it's not something that's easy to do. You can't do it overnight. And especially with my compulsion to collect things and all the things that I already have, it's not easy to get rid of. So that's what I wanted to talk about this week. What I should have done is re-listened it to episode 25 to see exactly what I said, but I didn't. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, talk about where I am, what I've gone through, what I've done, what I've learned, that kind of thing. But before I do, I just want to remind you again, you can listen to the Soul Forge podcast on Spotify. You can go to my YouTube channel, just look up Sean Vanderloo. You can subscribe there. You can find all the episodes on YouTube form. Actually, they're interspersed with episodes from my other podcast, The Rusted Robot. If you're not listening to that podcast, you should go check that out. That's more of a geeky flavor. And speaking of geeky flavor, we're here at the Soul Forge. Well, it's just me. I always say we cuz it's a thing. I guess that's what I do. But anyway, I recently joined the Earth Station 1 podcast network. I guess it's been maybe a month now that I've been on that network. What I'm going to do right now, before I get into the big heavy topic on episode 50, Minimalism Revisited, is play a promo for one of the other podcasts on the Earth Station 1 podcast network. Here it goes. My name is Brian Foster. Everything you know is wrong. Got that? Now, the reason that I'm calling is because I have begun to suspect you don't have any ladybugs in your freezer. Hey, cuz Roy here. So, about your car? The darkness was never empty. There's this presence of I'm pretty sure that the book was confiscated by cats. You're damn right we find a lot of bodies when Foster is around. And some people call me the Night Blogger. Alright, so definitely go check out the podcast that i just played the promo for i don't actually know what promo i've played because i won't put that promo in until the editing process which will happen sometime tomorrow go check them out they're great and back to minimalism okay so in the beginning when i first started the soul forge podcast i did a lot of research found as many things as i could find uh gave some google definitions of different things and that got to be a little bit heavy tedious Not fun, not spontaneous. So I stopped doing it. And then I went to brief point form notes and so on. I still do that from time to time because, you know, you don't want to miss any important points in in the discussion. And it's especially hard to podcast by myself because on the Rusted Robot, of course, I have Josh and the gang. And here it's just me, unless I'm doing an interview show like I did last week and the week before. Do you guys like when I do interview shows or do you like these solo shows? How about some feedback? Uh, Email the podcast here, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Uh, Maybe you have some topic ideas. Maybe you'd like to be a guest on the show. Definitely go ahead and uh, message me there. Or you could just send me a quick tweet at soulforgepod on the Twitters. Going against everything I said, I did find something really cool. I was just looking up principles and tenets of uh, minimalism and and different things just to uh, give a brief rundown or a refresher to myself. And there was a guy named William Strunk Jr. who wrote in The Elements of Style, which was some kind of book I haven't read, and it fits really well with minimalism. Basically, what minimalism is, it boils down to omitting needless things. Actually, his quote in the book was omit needless words, because he was, of course, talking about writing. But it does apply to the minimalist lifestyle. And the website that I am quoting from here uh, took a quick paragraph from the Elements of Style book that this William Strunk guy wrote. And it says, A sentence should contain no unnecessary words. A paragraph, no unnecessary sentences, for the same reason that a drawing should have no unnecessary lines and a machine, no unnecessary parts. This requires not that the writer make all his sentences short, or that he avoid all detail and treat his subjects only in outline, but that every word tell. So what does all that mean? Basically means, if you're going to be a minimalist, you get rid of the unnecessary things. So, for example, uh, when it comes to your possessions, you look around And is everything that you own important to you? Can you get rid of anything? Keep only the things that really matter. And if we bring it back to like um, editing yourself, you edit vigorously until you've whittled down to the minimum for the life that you want to live. That doesn't mean you have to get rid of everything. It just means you keep the important things, things that give your life meaning. And of course, when it comes to buying stuff, it's, it's a waste of time to reduce your possessions at home if you just buy a bunch of more stuff. What's important, and this is the most important thing, is being content with your life, not with your stuff. And really, I guess that's what it comes down to. That's what I've been finding uh, watching that documentary. I've watched it two or three times now. I've listened to maybe two-thirds of the podcast episodes that the Minimalists have done. Uh, They've written, I believe, three books, which I have never come across. I would like to read those uh they actually a lot of times in their podcast they'll get uh email listeners or callers that call into their their line that they have set up for that and they'll uh often send a copy of one of their books to the uh the writer or the caller and then they always say of course after you've read the book make sure you minimize it and give it to somebody else who could use it when it comes right down to it minimalism means you keep the most important things Get rid of the things that don't cause you joy, that don't matter in your life, that are unnecessary to your happiness or the life that you want to live. So I I watched that documentary. I, I immediately went on Facebook and says, I think I want to be a minimalist. And of course, I got all kinds of negative reactions because people who know me know that I have a lot of stuff. I have been a collector pretty much my entire life. I have a vague memory of going through my dresser at the age of maybe 3 or 4 because I had a junk drawer full of my collections and I think it was a 5 drawer dresser and one of the drawers just had stuff in it that I was collecting even at that young age, before I was really fully conscious so I've always had stuff, I've always collected things when I was younger I had started a rock collection I've always had toys, I've still got uh, an R2-D2 action figure from the time I was 7 Pretty much anything that you could collect, I started collecting at various ages of my life. Uh, Tapes, CDs, movies, records, laser discs. I remember I had a, a paperclip collection at one point. Dinky cars. Oh, beer bottle caps. I used to have a gigantic box of beer bottle caps. Why? I don't know. Just because I did. I was a compulsive collector. It didn't matter what I collected. I used to collect baseball and hockey cards. And I didn't watch the sports. I didn't play the sports. I didn't even care for the sports. But it was something that I could obsessively collect. And so I did. If you're loving this podcast, you're loving this podcast, you should tell a friend about it. Spread the word about podcasts you think they would enjoy. It. There's something for everyone from entertainment and lifestyle to, to news and politics and more. Share it on social media. Believe it or not, some people don't know how great podcasts are or even how to find and listen to them. You can help change that with a click. Tell your friends about your favorite podcast. Thanks for spreading the word. So now what? What am I doing? Well, for the last year and a bit since I've watched the documentary, my collecting has gone almost completely away. If I think back the last year, I don't believe I've purchased any action figures from any stores. I was collecting the Starship of the Month collection because I'm a big Star Trek fan. I I, uh, had subscribed to Eagle Moss Starship Monthly, and I was getting two Starships a month. And they were coming in the mail pretty regularly. And for whatever reason, they stopped shipping to Canada. So I think there's like 150 ships in the collection and I have 40 something of them, but I can't get any more. I would really like to complete the collection, but I can't because they don't sell them here. I could go through other means like eBay or comic book stores or, or whatever, but I'm not uh, relentlessly pursuing it. I, I think it would be great if I could, but that's almost a uh, a non-self-imposed minimalistic aspect of things and I'm not sure if those are even the right words or if that even make any sense but basically I've been forced to stop collecting starships because I can't do it if I could I probably would still collect them but I can't but other than that uh I've been getting old man Logan comic books and I've just started a 10 series run of the RoboCop comic books, but that's only 10. So really, that's it. That's all I've purchased in the last year or so. This is Kitty from Jump City Comics, and you're listening to the Soul Forge podcast. Forge your soul. Uh, what else? A month ago, we had the uh, Northern Ontario Expo Comic-Con Timmins, and I had a booth to sell part of my collection. And I probably, maybe I've told the story on the podcast before, can't remember, but I wanted to start downsizing my stuff. It's not easy because I've got so many things. Uh, Probably 25 totes of collectibles and books and ornaments and you name it and I've got it. So I brought a ton of that stuff over to the expo, set up a booth, sold some stuff, which was great. Uh, I didn't sell everything and I could have sold more. I could have uh, sold the rest of everything I had to a guy. Who wanted to buy it for his store. But he only wanted to offer about a third of what I wanted for it. So of course I didn't do it. Could have. Would have reduced my stuff. But I wouldn't have felt right. Because I'd like to get rid of my things. But I don't want to feel like I've been ripped off either. Because I could just donate all the toys, all the collectibles, everything. But then 25 years, 35 years, whatever it is worth of collecting and spending all that money and it's gone. And I have nothing to show for it. Not that I need full retail value. Some of the stuff has gone up in value. Some of it hasn't. doesn't really matter. Needless to say, I made some money and got rid of some stuff. And it felt good. It was hard to let some of that stuff go. Because, you know, I'm a collector. And that's what I do. But it's also cathartic. I think that's the right expression. It uh, it feels good to let go of things. Make room in my life for the important things. Uh, Just the things that make me happy. Because... Really, all the stuff that I've collected, I thought it was to make me happy. It was to fill a void in my life, a need of some kind that I had, because the stuff was supposed to make me happy. And of course it doesn't, because I've moved so many times and I've had to carry this stuff from one house to another, and it becomes more of a burden than anything. Same with books. I thought I would uh, start collecting books when I was about 18 or 19 years old, because I wanted to be intellectual and I figured if I had books to prove that I was smart, that would make a lot of sense and it would impress people. But really when it comes right down to it, books are heavy and you read them once, very, very rarely have I ever read a book twice. So why have I got all this stuff? I don't know. Because I don't like to lend my stuff out so that doesn't make any sense either. So I got rid of some books as well, not all of them. And the minimalists do say that uh, you can have a collection. Their, of course, opinion is that uh, a collection is just a well-organized hoard. But they say if something makes you happy, keep it. You can still be a minimalist and have a collection of some kind. Like if you have a bunch of CDs, of course, you could put all that on. Uh, that, that's their big thing, too. Take your physical media and digitize it. If you've got all these pictures. Put it on a thumb drive. Put it on a hard drive. Put it in the cloud. Whatever. Get rid of the pictures. Just have the digital files. Uh, you have all this music, get rid of your 100 CDs and put it on a on the cloud, in, in iTunes, whatever. And you do reduce a lot of clutter that way. I find, though, that I can't read a book on an e-reader. It just doesn't feel right to me. I've tried it. I don't like it. But back to getting rid of my stuff. I did get rid of a bunch of stuff at the expo. Uh, I haven't collected anything else in the last year, really. Although this past weekend was the Maylong weekend. I went to the Sioux. I went to a store called Vintage Games and Junk. And it is the store of my dreams. I have always wanted to own and operate a store like this. I could have spent a fortune there. He's got uh, antiques. He's got vintage toys. He's got old records and comic books. He's got uh, old cabinets He's got action figures from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s carded, some loose ones, uh, you name it, and it's there. Vintage consoles. There was an Atari console for $75. Could have bought that. Could have bought a bunch of uh, Star Trek action figures still in the card to, to round up my collection. I didn't. I didn't buy anything there. Very proud of myself. It was not easy, but it's a step in the right direction. The one thing I did do, was I went to EB Games and I did buy two Star Trek Tiki mugs because they were on sale and I can justify it because they are cups that I could drink out of and they're fancy. One looked like the alien the Gorn and one looked like the Borg. If you don't know what that is, it doesn't really matter that much. They're just cool cups that are collectible and they were on sale and uh, I like them. And that's the thing about minimalism. If something brings joy to your life, then it's okay to have. Uh, For the most part, a minimalist like Ryan or Josh from the Minimalists would not have a bunch of stuff. Uh, They have their their couch and their table and their chairs, and they may or may not have a TV, and they might have some books, but they get rid of stuff. They try not to have a junk drawer. They try not to have just-in-case items. They have just what they need and nothing that they don't, which is great. Uh, I think the Ryan guy, he has a fondness for snowboarding, so he's got a lot of snowboard stuff. Does that make him not a minimalist? No, it doesn't, because snowboarding gives him joy, so of course he needs all the equipment to go snowboarding, so that's okay to have. So it's not uh, an austere lifestyle, it's not one of uh, privation, is that the right word, Uh, where you deprive yourself of stuff? No. You can have what you like and whatever makes you happy. You just don't go out and buy a bunch of needles crap. And so I have got tote upon tote of collectibles left over. And as the years go by, I'm going to slowly try to pare down the collections, get rid of as many things as I have. Over the last year or so, I know that I have gotten rid of, I think, three garbage bags of extra clothes. And it wasn't extra. It was just clothes that I had that sometimes I wore, and sometimes I wore them rarely. But I didn't wear them enough, and I didn't need them. So I i think I gave them all to my son, actually. So between him and his stepdad, they wear all my old clothes, and I say, hey, that's a nice shirt, son. Where'd you get that? From you, Dad. So that's cool. He likes all my old geeky shirts. And I've still got, just looking over there across the room... I have got three piles of T-shirts and there's probably 15 in each pile. And I could probably get rid of more of those too. Do I really need 40 or 50 shirts? Not really. I, I probably wear seven or eight of them regularly and the other ones not so regularly. So like the minimalists say, just keep your favorite things. Just the ones that make you happy. Whatever gives you joy. So I could get rid of probably another 30 shirts i was looking earlier today i've got uh, 12 pairs of jeans and i maybe wear two or three of them on a regular basis because the other ones either they don't fit properly or i don't like the way they look so really i should just get rid of them i haven't yet and i don't know why and going through my shoes i've got a lot of shoes i've got three pairs of running shoes but i'm a mailman and so i need a good pair I need a pair that I can wear when it's raining, and I have another pair just in case, which I should probably get rid of. I've got two pairs of Crocs, one classic style and one loafer type shoe. Uh, I've got a black pair of dress shoes. I have got two pairs of brown dress shoes. I've got a pair of sandals, another pair of sandals, and a pair of flip-flops, and a pair of clothes-toed sandals. I think I've got three pairs of winter boots. I could probably get rid of at least four more pairs of whatever of that. So I've got a lot of stuff. I've probably got fifteen jackets because you need a lot of jackets, right? You need your winter jacket. You need your spring jacket. You need your heavy spring jacket. You need your raincoat. Um, And then I've got my extra stuff from work. So I've got a winter coat for work. I've got a windbreaker for work. I've got a spring jacket. I've got a heavier winter coat. So does that count? I think that's work clothes, right? So that's different. But needless to say, I have a lot of stuff. I've still got a long way to go. I have a lot to get rid of, but it's coming along. Uh, The first step was realizing I had a problem. The second thing was being able to let go of a few things. Uh, And then I was able to sell a bunch of stuff, and I'm slowly doing that as the time goes on. So really, how am I doing? I think I'm doing okay. Uh, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do anything, actually, because it's hard. It's hard to get rid of things, because, and I don't know why this is, I have a very deep sentimental connection to my things. Uh, My mom had it. Um, Both my mom and dad were collectors of things. It's just Something that's the way I was raised, I guess. It's in my nature. It's in my DNA. My youngest brother, Robin, who does the Space Jam podcast, he's the same way. He's got as many shirts, if not more, as I do. Uh, He's a big collector of Ninja Turtle and wrestling stuff. Uh, But the middle brother, Curtis, he doesn't do a podcast, and he doesn't collect stuff. So somehow he missed all, all those issues, which is great for him. So yeah, I'm slowly trying to pare back my stuff. I've stopped collecting, except for a few random things here and there. And I think I'm doing okay. What do you guys think? Do you want to buy some stuff? I've got lots of stuff. After the expo was over, and I brought the uh, remaining stuff that I didn't sell, I took pictures of it, because I was going to put them online. I haven't yet. But just looking through my phone, just to tell you some of the things that I have, uh, I have got Star Trek First Contact... Borg-shaped bubble bath. And this is from a movie that came out in 1996. It's still got the liquid in it. Uh, it's a character from the show, and it's bubble bath. And I've got it, and I'm willing to sell it. Uh, I've got vintage Battlestar Galactica stuff. I've got all kinds of action figures in the card, on the card, in the packaging. Uh, I'm trying to sell DVDs. I have got a mouse from Star Trek, the fir- uh the next generation a type 1 phaser mouse but it doesn't fit most computers now because it's not USB it's the other way remember what the uh, the round thing with the little pins in it it's that so I've got that I've got a disk holder for floppy disks they don't make floppy disks they haven't for years um, what else I've got little starships I've got vintage action figures an LCD video game still in the package I've got talking action figures. Lots and lots and lots of action figures actually. I've got micro machines. I've got some model kits. I've got uh, Star Trek burner covers for your stove. A set of four burner covers with uh, kind of a Star Trek, Starfleet logo on it. I've got heroes action figures. I've got a bunch of Pez. You name it and I've probably got a version of it somewhere. And I need to get rid of stuff. If you guys know anybody who really wants to start a collection, let me know. Drop me a line. I've got so much here that I would be willing to part with. I've got so many books. I've got maybe 15 or 20 matchbooks from Star Trek The Motion Picture, which came out in 1979. And these are unused matches. Why do I have them? Because I bought them on eBay. Because I'm silly. I've got a Star Trek Telephone. I've got a Captain America 75th Anniversary Metal Replica Shield. So many different things. I'm willing to part with almost anything. One day I would like to have a collectibles room and have a bunch of prices on it. And when people come over and they say, oh, I'd like to have that. Well, there it is. Make an offer. You know, that kind of thing. But that would require a larger space and have all my stuff out. And really what I'd like to do is just sell it all. Get rid of everything. Start over fresh. That's not easy. So I'm doing it piece by piece, little by little. And eventually it'll all be gone. And then maybe I'll stay, save all that money and take a fancy trip. I don't know. Will I do that? That would be great. I haven't ever been anywhere. So who knows? Time will tell. So anyway, this has been episode 50 of Soul Forge Podcast. Just a bit of a minimalist update, refresher course for you guys. Uh, where uh, How far I have come where I am in the life cycle of my minimalist journey, some of the things that I've learned, and that kind of stuff. So I hope you learned some things. I hope I've helped you out in a, at least a little bit of a way. And if I haven't, maybe I've entertained you with my rambling. I Remember I, I said I didn't take any notes. I'm just going off the, off the cuff here. So... Uh, I've got a bunch of cool ideas for the next few upcoming episodes. Um, hopefully they all come together. So anyway, uh, if you would, tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, go to Facebook if you're on Facebook and like the Soul Forge podcast page. I've been posting a lot of uh, inspirational quotes, funny sayings, that kind of thing. Of course, all the podcast links are up there. Spread the word. If you could leave a uh, review and a rating in the podcatcher of your choice, maybe uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, whatever you have there. It it helps people learn about the podcast and gives ratings. Good ratings. Five-star reviews are always welcome and appreciated. Uh, What else can I tell you? That's really about it. Um, Maybe check out the other podcasts on the uh, ESO Network. Check out my other podcast, The Rusted Robot. Just live a meaningful life. Try to be happy. Do what makes you happy. Do the best you can. And I'm going to leave you with my standard. And remember, when you know how to listen, everybody is the guru. This has been another episode of the SoulForge Podcast. Contact the show by emailing soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or by tweeting soulforgepod on Twitter. Visit us at soulforgepodcast.com. And remember, the best way to show your support is by leaving a five star review in the iTunes Store. And, if you would, please check us out and like us on Facebook. The Soul Forge podcast was written, produced, scored, edited, engineered, and directed by Sean Vanderloo. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. For more great content, you can listen to my other podcast, The Rusted Robot. Thanks for stopping by The Forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. I could do this all day. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network.